Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. I'm so dusty. Oh, what a start. At least I realised two minutes in. <laughs> Luckily, we didn't do the whole oh, pod. All right, welcome back to the Tosh's <laughs> podcast, guys. Recorded on a Sunday. We just did about five minutes and realised I'd forgot to put the recording off. But very privileged this week to be joined by... Prime Train, the star of the Ovens and Murray. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're just going to have to say exactly what you just said again. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, we're, we're basically talking about me going off to Europe uh, tomorrow, tomorrow evening. I, I in, the, in, in, the, in the middle of football in season. The, in the middle of footy season, which is a little bit dog. And I was, I was just saying that uh, it's, um, <laughs> I'm going to be saying this. It's going to be the same thing. Uh, it's going to be like deja vu. Well, basically... Uh, I'm very, very ready for, for a little bit of time off because I play footy year-round kind of for three or four years now. Uh, I play up in Darwin, in the NTFL, in the off-season, in the summer league. So I've done that for three or four years with no injuries, no rest. It's pretty much like there's a week between each season. So like there is literally no respite for my body. So this is the first time I've really been injured and I'm out for about eight to ten weeks. So yeah. I'm really ready just to chill out. Get out of uh, the disgusting Melbourne weather. Cause and go and yeah, because you go. are a Queensland boy originally, aren't you? I'm I'm born in Queensland, and then I kind of grew up in South Australia. I grew up in country uh, Western Australia, and then went to school in Western Australia, and then kind of after school moved back to Queensland. I've kind of been living there for the last four or five years. So yeah. I'm very used to the warmer climates, that's for sure. So, how did you find football in general in Queensland? You know, is it quite strong there, and is it? growing obviously it's a, you know a predominantly nrl state yeah I remember, I remember moving there uh i think i went back to queensland and and played footy um when i was like year seven or year eight and i remember and apologies for for anyone watching this that might find this offensive but uh they used to call it gay fl yeah in, yeah uh, in queensland so i uh i'd go along and play play footy and yeah i'd get called yeah, gay FL. So that was like my nickname at school. And I was yeah. like, hold on. Footy was cool growing up in like Western Australia. Yeah. It was cool to be good at it. And now like I'm just getting taken the piss out of for being good at it. So um, that definitely taught me to, to try and learn rugby. And I tried to learn it, but I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not too, uh, not too flush at the rugby oh. stuff. <laughs> Almost like a leper playing AFL in, was, in Queensland. And they just love an outcast. It, they love it. They're like a state of origin Wednesday. Like, let's go have a 15 Forex golds, here we go. Yeah, like, yeah. Go watch the state of origin, and just like never really appealed to me. So I am loving being back in Melbourne and being like so uh, involved in kind of the footy scene. It was good just driving down um, to yours today and just seeing all the Hawks and Carlton people going off to the MCG. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just good to be in kind of the footy atmos. Because you've played in a few different state leagues as well, haven't you? You've actually played VFL. You've played footy in the NTFL. Yep. Yeah, the so as well. Yeah. How are you actually finding adapting to country football? Because a lot of people out there probably wouldn't realise that the Ovens and Murray is one of the better leagues mm-hmm. outside there. A lot of ex AFL players, gun rural players, a lot of money in that mm. league. Oh, I'm not getting any of the money. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find it. <laughs> I heard that. So I went to play. <laughs> Find saucy roll for the game in a power raid after. No, it's, um, it, it is a very good league. I've uh, played VFL previously, and it's very similar to the VFL, I think, in terms of standard, which um, which just goes to – it was probably surprising at the start. And it took me a little bit to, to get used to it, and, and as soon as you start to hit your straps, unfortunately, it got injured. So I was just starting to kind of feel really comfortable um, playing with a new team, new teammates, new climate as well takes a – Massive toll, it usually used to 35 degree games and yes. nice and cool and beautiful and 
coming down here and it's about uh, six degrees and muddy and disgusting. So I'm get it, got used to that and then, yeah, unfortunately, uh, come up with an injury. But it's a great standard of football. It's very, very different playing football all around Australia and it's something that I recommend people to do um, to play different different levels of football in different states. The waffle is very open, free-flowing, like the NTFL, and um, the NEFL was kind of a mixture, I think, between like VFL and, uh, and other Murray football. So, yeah, it's a great standard. I'll, I'll definitely say that. What do you think the best league you've played in so far is? Would it be the VFL or yeah. are there other ones which are challenging? It'd have to be VFL, I think, would be the, the most difficult. I remember one VFL game going down, I think it was the third game. The first two games were in uh, Queensland. We, we played Port Melbourne at home and then we had Southport in Gold Coast. So two lovely games. And then we go down uh, round three, we fly down to Frankston. Yeah, and, um, and that was uh, that was an experience and a half. It was it was still quite early in the year. It would have been like around that kind of March April time, and it was about six degrees down in Franga, freezing cold. And we had just the peanut gallery there, like throwing cans at you <laughs> on the field. Go back to Queensland, you fuckers! It was hilarious. It was one of the most interesting games of uh, of football that I've ever played. And um, the people down at Frankston were very passionate. Passionate supporters I'll, I'll, I'll use that as an adjective <laughs> Great I don't know how else How else do you describe oh. them But uh, that was definitely an experience And one of the most difficult games I've played in um, And that just I think was uh, Representative of, of the league And the VFL was was an incredibly difficult um, League to play in And it was even more difficult Because I was playing during the COVID times And yeah, yeah. It, was, it was so hard I remember after one game We flew down to Box Hill to play Hawthorne And then we come back and um, and we got a text message that night saying you've become a close contact with someone on the plane. Oh. You had to quarantine for 14 days. Remember those times? Mate, I've tried to erase it from my memory. <laughs> what were you doing in the COVID times? Mate, I was living back home with mum and dad in rural Victoria. I was, I was paying rent here. But like, I like, <laughs> love my parents, got a good relationship with them. But I was like, honestly, if you had told me two, three years ago that I would be like 26 living with you guys, I would have put one on your beak. Like, yes. <laughs> no. How did you go being back with their parents when you're like 26? Like, Did you struggle? Like, When they tell you to do something, you're like, I'm 26 now. Like, I can kind of do what I want. Don't tell me. Yeah, they probably just don't tell me to do stuff. <laughs> where's Where's rural Victoria for you? So, Alexandra, which is, well, Thornton specifically, which is two hours northeast at the start of the Golden Valley. Okay, nice. So, yeah, yeah. so, I was very lucky during COVID that, you know, I got to spend time at home where it was a bit less restricted than, like, mm. Melbourne. Because, mate, it was proper grim in here. Melbourne was cracked. I, I'm glad I didn't live here at that stage because it was it was insane. What, uh, what Melbourne had to go through. And I remember like seeing all these stories and uh, of people living here and I was like, nah, that ain't for me, mate. No oh. way. It was nice and chilled in Noosa. We had, a, we had it a lot well, nicer. Interesting you look at it from a footy perspective, right? So you've effectively got two years where people have just, you know, been sitting on the sidelines of out of it. And yes, AFL is strong at, you know, the, the upper level, but I think grassroots is very struggling. Like, you know, you were talking about the Ovens and Murray before, a town like... Coral are mm. folding right. It's mm. hard to get people to play football at a junior level it is. and then keep them there. Mm. You're, you're dead set right. And I think that if there's anything that I really try to do with my content, obviously everyone has an opinion about my content, whatever it is, <laughs> it's, it's so fine. Like I don't really <laughs> like care ourselves. too much. Like everyone's got one. <laughs> mate, I don't really care too much about it, like to be honest. But I think that, um, you know, one of my messages is to, to support country football and support yeah. grassroots football because 
I feel like, like you said, the AFL is great and it, and it does amazing things. But what we fail to recognise is there's a lot of um, country football teams that are, that are folding and that are really struggling. And um, whether that's kind of a financial thing, because the AFL love to pump money back into the AFL. Yeah. And um, these, these country footy clubs are pretty much relying on kind of one investor or two investors to really pay all the player wages and all that type of stuff. So it's, um, it's definitely something that, a lot of people don't really recognise if you're not going out to the country and you're not watching these grassroots games and you're not seeing the um, the change of what's happening out there. So I really hope that um, that there is more focus on on you know country football and there's no media on it as well. Like, no, there's nothing on it. Like no one sees it. So I guess with my content, it's really good that I get to kind of bring that almost it's almost AFL level of kind of content or like reels and you know those TikToks and stuff like. It's really good, um, high-quality images and, and videos that people can watch and kind of say, oh, this country football, it's actually elite. You know, it's really cool to watch. I think there's a lot of demand for it as well. And one of the things like you talked about, you know, the AFL just funds its things and, you know, unless the media do it specifically, but they don't really give a shit about, you know, local leagues or country football. But now with, like, things like TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, it's just democratised media. Like, anyone can go out there with, you know, a camera and a dream like yourself. <laughs> exactly right. Like, anyone can go out there and, and, and a lot of people think, I get comments all the time, like, you're never going to make the AFL. It's like, my goal is not to make the AFL. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, yeah. that's never really kind of be something that I'm trying to do with my content. Like, I'm literally just like, I think that it should be more accepted that you can come and, like, you know, film your games and, like, do that kind of stuff because – like you said, there's no one else that does it. Like no. I'm, I'm kind of really the only person that did it last year. And this year I started to pave the way for some people to actually start to do it themselves. And I've seen a lot of, uh, of people out there kind of doing these game day vlogs and that sort of stuff on YouTube and on TikTok and Instagram. And like, I, I remember first looking at it and I was like, oh, like they're copying me. And then I'm like, that's so awesome. That's a good like, thing. This yeah. is so cool, you know. Like yeah. I'm, so, I'm so lucky. I'm so grateful that, that people – um, have the confidence now to go do that because, I, man, I cop a lot of flack for it. Like, oh, <laughs> it comes damn. with the territory. Gee though. whiz, do I cop it? But like, fair enough. Like, go oh. for it. Like, but um, but if I can pave the way for some other people to do it, like bloody oath, like let's do it. How do you find the hate on social media? You just like. Maybe it's similar. Like I get so many comments as well. Everyone bags me out about my voice. So like, you are you are faking <laughs> this, mate. There's no way you talk like that. Turn the accent off. <laughs> You do have a super Australian accent. I, I, I do wonder sometimes if you put it on just for the socials, but listening to you talk now, it's uh, it's. And I'm it's just like, voice. if I could pick any accent in the world, what the fuck would I pick this <laughs> rural Victorian my, one? My favourite thing to do is to go, when I go overseas, it's like I just turn up the dial of the Australian accent just a little yeah. bit higher. Like, G'day, mate, how you doing? <laughs> just a little bit more Aussie. And people are like, oh, you're Australian. And I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate, absolutely. So that's always a good thing, good thing for you to do when you go to Thailand. We'll, <laughs> we'll touch on you going to Europe. Is everyone going to think you're the, the wish version of Bailey Smith? Or <laughs> well, no one knows who Bailey Smith is over there, luckily. You'd probably almost thing. have more followers than Bajlenka, <laughs> wouldn't you? Uh, not, uh, not on Instagram, not even close. But uh, I don't think he has a TikTok account. Out. So you know, um, I'll take I'll take the chocolates there, but um, I I sometimes do get compared to to Baz, um, unfortunately, because uh, I like to think of myself as my own thing. But yeah. a, the mullet is very uh, it's very universal now. Um, I think that uh, I'm seeing a lot of kind of American people do mullets, and they are just 
They're like this short, dude. There's not a mullet, dude. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's <laughs> interesting. Australia's effectively been the trendsetter. I remember like 15 years think, ago True. thinking like, will mullets ever be back? I'm like, True. no, there's no possible way they can come back. <laughs> and like now, people have like financial services jobs. <laughs> just, <laughs> Mate, I love them. I reckon they're so cool. They're so Australian. Like they're like you said, like they're not really kind of like this old like bogan kind of no. haircut anymore. Like you can be a private school guy and – have a mullet like there's nothing this should be different variations you got your dirty mullet (laughs) (laughs) doesn't discriminate now so um no i love the mullet haircut definitely brings a lot of attention uh to you whether whatever you're doing everyone was like wow it's a mullet but i guess because it's because it takes so long to kind of grow it it takes a fair bit to to get it to get it right i get so many questions about like how do you do this how do you i'm just like bro i don't know, it just like falls that way. <laughs> just cut it and it'll fall that way. Probably definitely help with the uh, TikTok engagement in the early days as opposed to just having yeah. a short back and sides like yeah. every other man and his dog. It 100% did. It. There was two things. It was uh, unfortunately having your shirt off, which is just, it's, it's, a <laughs> way, do that anyway. it, it's a way to get like, it's a way to get more like views, unfortunately. Yeah. It sucks. But uh, if you want to get, yeah, if you want to get views, take your shirt off and you'll, you're right. And get a mullet. They're, they're my two tips. So how did you originally pop off on social media? So there's a couple of things, weren't there? You started doing that train like an athlete. Yes. But also, wasn't there a video of you? Was that an NTFL game? Mm. Scaling a beer or something on the yeah. ground? So I'll give you a, like a very <laughs> quick timeline of it. Like it started off um, train like an athlete kind of. Uh, I started off as, and still am, a pro athlete trainer kind of. That's yeah. what I market myself as and, and I train, you know, athletes um, and have trained athletes throughout kind of yeah. my, my entire career. Um, so that was kind of the start of it. And, and I was like, I was a PT and I was like, how do I get more clients? How do I, you know, really build my brand and build my business? And it was originally called Pandemic Training because I started yeah. during the pandemic, which is a weird name. But um, probably didn't have, it definitely had an expiry date because the pandemic eventually <laughs> stopped. I'm like, well, I'm going to have to change my name. So I changed it to Prime Train and um that that's kind of how i started posting tiktoks and instagrams and then i think eventually uh, i think that's how i gained my first like about 150,000 followers so it was a pretty good following and then kind of how i gained like a little bit more of like a cult following was um playing footy and and someone ran out of beer to me in an ntfl game it's 35 36 degrees like yeah it's, it's hot it's towards the end of the game we're getting beaten by about 90 odd points so i've uh i've decided how about to have a swig of this beer and someone ran it out to me and and i had a sip and um got posted on social media and and the the issue was that i actually got done for six weeks that's that's pretty extravagant for having a beer it is extravagant and i thought that at the time but that was probably my immature mind and then once i started to click and and started to realize that like you're and especially in in the nt as well you know there's there's a lot of um, issues with, with Indigenous and, and Aboriginal people loving yep. alcohol and you're a role model for those people playing NTFL, the, the yep. highest level that, that you can play there. And and if you're um, out there playing a game, drinking beer, it's not a good look and, and you're not doing your job as a role model. Yeah. Um, so, and, and that's just, that's not just the Indigenous population, that's probably everyone. Like we, we um, you know, smash beers up there in the NT. So it was it was a really kind of it was a bad look for the game. It was a bad look for, for me and I wish I could take it back, but also kinda of wish I'd 
didn't have to take it back because it was kind of good for the socials <laughs> as well. So it was it was good. But no um, such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, no such thing as bad publicity at that stage. I learned later on that there is, but um, that was that was probably a time where I was like had to be had to be a bit smarter with with the way that that I was kind of operating um, the social media stuff. And you've got to be a role model um, at some stage as well, and and that probably wasn't uh, fitting into that narrative. Yeah. Well, how are you finding now with everything that's going on social media? We won't go into the semantics of specific was, details, but, what, yeah. <laughs> but the, the last month and a half, you talk about, you know, getting in trouble and the hate and things like that. How has the last month and a half been? You cut. Good, good question. <laughs> I, um, yes, there's been a lot going on um, on social media. If, you, if you're not keeping up with it, that's good. <laughs> I'm probably happy. But um, there's there, there seems to be this... Um, this idea that when you're on social media, you have to share everything. Yeah. There's, it doesn't really matter who you are. Like there's a level of how much you want to share. Like there's oversharing, there's TMI, too much information. Like just chillax a little bit with it. Like you don't need to share every single part of your life on social media. And and I think that, um, that even me, I, I, I try to figure that out as well, but I think that I've found a decent balance between that and that's probably the first thing and then the second thing that that I always um, kind of had in my head with social media at the very beginning is like once I have this platform I'm only going to use it to bring people up yeah or to like post positive things like I'm never going to use it to tear anyone down or to like to to ruin anyone's career or like what like whatever like I've got this platform I'm going to use it for good it's almost like yeah you don't you don't want to kind of have those things and start to abuse it and then start to ruin other people's careers. So that's never been my goal on social media. And if you've seen me um, and you've seen my content, you know that that's that's my goal. And I don't really read into the the other stuff about people trying to bring me down or like whatever it is. It's it's not really a stress to me. Yeah, well, it's interesting. We were talking about it before the show, but you know, when you do have a social media profile, right? To some extent, you are a target, right? Yeah, and you, you can't do the slightest thing outside poorly because someone's going to have their phones and like mm. film you or do something mm. and then like all it takes is one photo or one video of doing something you shouldn't have been doing you, do. you know and then you know you get crucified yeah well you got to be really careful like even that um jack Ginnivan kind of situation you yeah. know like it's you have to be so on point when you're in when you're in public it was even funny the other day i went to a chuka um on like thursday friday i remember seeing a few of the boys like a few like those 17 18 year olds that come up and we're like you know hey blah 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 like let's take a photo and we did that and then one of them was like um here do you want a vape yeah like, hand me the vape and i looked around and three blokes had their snapchat like ready to go like Far ready out, to film yeah. me and i was like no like i put all your phones away like there's no way i'm gonna do that anyway but like maybe after like 12 beers yeah but like i don't know like you just have to be um you have to be really really smart because i I remember having a look around i was like i already see blokes with their snapchat like ready to film so they almost set it up like they're ready to go But that was almost the thing about getting like obviously shouldn't have done it but no one spoke about the fact that someone has like filmed him in the cubicle was doing something can you imagine if i repercussions if i walked into like a girls toilets right and just started filming like mate i'd be locked up and like a complete invasion of someone's privacy there seems to be no repercussions for people like resharing like um obviously with what i've gone through on social media in the last couple of you know last month or two i've I've tried to kind of look into the laws of like how much you're allowed to share and there's not really like 
you can pretty much share whatever the hell you want yeah. on social media. Like, um, there's not really that many laws of like you can't share this or you can't share that. So it's it's pretty scary that like there's no repercussions for someone if they like kind of film you doing something or like, and then they can just repost they can it, yeah, repost it, and they can they can change the video to fit their narrative, right? Like it could be a 30, 40 minute video. You could be good for 39 minutes and 50 seconds yeah. and you could be a wanker for 10 seconds and the 10 seconds gets posted. So <laughs> you've got to be very, very careful. Well, you, just, you just had a 40 minute video made about yourself, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got to be, you got to be pretty like, yeah. Oh. It's, it's almost obsessive, isn't it? Like to want to bring down someone that much, it's, it's flattering to be honest. It's flattering. It's, it's nice. Oh, I mean, appreciate it. it. It's like the, the hate, the people there, like a booster engagement. But like, honestly, who are the people out there though? Like Ugh. that are doing this stuff and I just know. like thrive off, you know. They love it. Some, well, social media is so difficult because it's all based around data. It's based around analytics. Yeah. It's based around, you know, if you um, do a, you know, likes, you know, likes, comments, replies, all that type of stuff. And people love drama. They absolutely froth off it. Like drama is like one of the, number one things on social media that gets you really good engagement and yeah. it'll bring up your followers, it'll bring up everything. So I do see the point in it, but like there's a level of, of how, how low are you going to go to ruin someone's career kind of thing. So, um, there's yeah. so many people with burner accounts as well. Oh, bro, like. There's so many burner accounts. Like, <laughs> Oh, there's, Oh, I couldn't even keep up with the burner accounts. And then the burner accounts are posting about other people as well, bringing them down. Like, yeah, anyway. This is Michelle with like two followers. <laughs> Photo of a Holden Commodore. <laughs> That's it. Nah, the, my favourite ones are the, the hate comments I get, but then it's just like user 3367, you know, it's just like a, yeah, just like one that's just completely been made up and it's like the um the grey profile photo as well. So it's just like, it's nothing, it's a no, you know, nothing important account, but um, but yeah, they're always the good ones that hide behind the, yeah. the keyboard. So we, we touch on as well, but like you, you raised to rise to fame and you know gaining your followers. Had you had any sort of exposure to social media before? Like with TikTok, probably you know, similar to me. Like I'd never done anything. I did a couple of videos to take the piss, and it just popped off. Is that how you found it as well? Like, did you originally have it as a sort of business strategy plan, or how did you initially get your content out there? And yeah, no, nah, not really. I think that it all, like I said before, it started as um, a way that I could get my business off the ground. And, and I think that I was doing, I was waking up at like 4am every day um, to, to do face-to-face PT. And like, I realised that there's only so many hours in a week where I can work and I can also go to uni. Um, and then I, I was like, there's a cap of how much money I can earn yeah. um, based on my hours. And it's like, well, how can I get outside of that cap and Cause start to Yeah, because you're limited on like how many people you can right, see. Exactly like, right. So I was like, how can I expand that and, and start to earn, you know, more money? Because I, I was always, um, you know, my both my parents have worked pretty hard to, to kind of get, um, you know, their businesses off the ground as well. So for me, it was like, you know, how can I, how can I kind of get this to blow up? And, and I realised that social media was, was the key and, and it's not going anywhere. Social yeah. media is going to stay there for as long as possible. And, and I think that that's something that, uh, that I decided and I snapped and I was like, well, I'm going to um, just start to post content. And I was really, really lucky that um, my videos on TikTok started to do quite well, the training-based videos. And I started to realise, um, you know, different things would, or, or using the same sound over and over again would get you more views yeah. and, and that type of stuff. So I think that um, kind of just trial and error through that 
for me was was really good and, and I remember downloading and deleting TikTok like I think <laughs> 50 times at the start because I was like I'm gonna you know I remember like scrolling through TikTok like, nah, this is too addictive you know oh it. mate scrolling through TikTok this is too addictive and and I clicked in my head and I'm like why am I consuming content like why am I not creating this yeah content? like people are so addicted to this app like why am I not using this app to like to build my business and I think that that is something that started um, then, but then continued. Like, obviously, there's always this nuance, nuance of like underneath my content, I'm always trying to sell something, like a, like yeah. my own brand. I'm always trying to sell, um, you know, programs. I'm always trying to kind of get get people to to buy something because, like, at the end of the day, like that's the purpose of my content. It's it, it's building my brand. It's building my business. It's not necessarily um, anything else. Like, obviously, there's entertainment factors there as well with kind of the footy stuff, but. I hope that like people watch the footy stuff and then come back and buy the AFL in season. Yeah. Yeah. So there's always like um, an underlying um, effect, cause and effect, I guess, of getting people to come back and, and purchase something off the website. So um, that's kind of always been my idea with social media and like you're only as good, like followers, fantastic. You can have, you can have a million followers in the world, but if they don't buy anything, you're not making any money at the end of the day, you're not making the most out of your followers. So that's um that's always been a, a big focus of mine to to make sure that I can monetize my followers. So how are you finding businesses going at the moment? Obviously you got your finger in a lot of different pies. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different things. Like I guess the structure of my business is um it always started off with gym programs and training yeah. programs and that's where it always began. And then um from that I ended up doing some kind of merchandise stuff, which which did really um, you know, really well at the start. I was kind of surprised. I was like I've never bought merch off in my <laughs> yeah. life. I'm like, why are people buying my merch off? Yeah. I was like really surprised. I was like, wow, this is cracker. So um, yeah, kind of did merch. And then started this year, I ended up doing supplements, which was fantastic. It was um, one of the craziest things I've ever done. I sold yeah. out in like the pre-workout and the creatine. People froth that. So um, we just did a restock the other day, which was which is like crazy to sell out of that. Um, the amount that we sold was crazy. And then, the new stuff that I'm doing is Prime Unwind and that's kind of more focused on like, I feel like there's a lot of aspects of my business that's go, go, go. It's like training, subs, footy, like, yeah, like you got to go, you got to go. And I feel like I had a kid come up to me and his mom come up to me and, and the mom was like, you changed my son's life. You know, he gets up at 5am every day and he works out twice a day. And I'm like, dude, the kid's like 14. Like, <laughs> he needs to have a life as well. Yeah. So I, like, I was like, that's when I kind of struck my mind. I was like, there's too much of my business that's go, go, go. Like I need to also give some content that's like, it's okay to chill at home on um, a Friday, Saturday, even on a Monday and watch a movie. You like, don't, don't have to be Dave Goggins. You don't have to be <laughs> David Goggins, right? Like, cause you burn out and I've experienced that. So um, you've got to have a balance. And I think that that's kind of what, what started Prime Unwind. And, and I want to also move Prime Unwind away from Prime and, yeah. and me. I just want to kind of make it unwind and unwind comfort wear and, um, I'm really working on making some really exciting kind of garments and and my own clothing brand, which is kind of based around like hoodies and, and tees and sweaters and um, trackies and all that type of stuff. Yeah. But I feel like, especially moving to Melbourne and realis- realising that a lot of my fam kind of base is here in Melbourne, the weather here is freezing cold. And like, why am I selling singlets? Because I'm <laughs> buying singlets here. I remember like, because I was living in Noosa, um, I was like, my idea of like, what my fans go through is so skewed or like followers, whatever. Um, and, and moving down here, I'm like, wow, I really need to focus more on getting trackies or getting yeah. um, sweaters or getting hoodies because like 
it's freezing cold down here. So they, they need that stuff. Oh, mate. It's like we were talking about this before the show, but like the seasonal depression in Melbourne. I've it, never experienced it, something like this. It, it is miserable. <laughs> like It's terrible, man. Like, And you only know if you live here. You oh. only get it if you live here. Like you, you can't explain it to other people. It's uh, it's one of the most like ridiculous things I've gone through. I'm like, this is so cold. So I'm just trying to um, yeah, trying to figure it out. I'm even cold. This is a cold house. Yeah. Do you, get, do you have the fire? Do you have a fire? Well, I need to put the central heating on, but I've got one house, mate, always <laughs> cracks his shits at me. Cause really? <laughs> cause you've just got the central heating going the whole house. <laughs> just racking up the power bill. Yeah, like, I don't want to be cold. <laughs> we've got that, this electric oh. heater at home and then like we've got heating as well and the heating breaks like every week. So we have to get like a new electrician to come out and check it out. I'm, oh. like, I'm that keen. I'm flying to Milan tomorrow. So I'm out of here. Get me the hell out. It's too cold. It's not what I want. Oh, nice. Now, tell us a bit about the European trip. Where's first border call? So we, we, I fly into Milan. Uh, I believe that my family, my parents are going to be there already. So yeah. I'll link up with them. Uh, we'll spend a few days there traveling around uh, Italy. And I love Italy. I've, I've already got in my head, like, now that I'm injured, a lot of people <laughs> kind of like, what are you going to do with your content? I'm like, I don't know, like <laughs> just uh, become a lifestyle blogger. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to Italy and I'm gonna uh, do pizza reviews or something. Like, I don't know, I don't really care. Um, well, so I'm you just a food blogger. You just did a pie review in a chuka, mate. I'm doing pie, I did two pie reviews and I think that I've reached my quota of pie reviews. I was, I was legit waking up at 10 a.m. Um, I, I mean, I was going to the bakery at 10 a.m. to get a pie and a, and I'd get a saucy roll as well and then I'd get a nice uh, iced chocolate. Um, no, we get iced coffee. I mean, I was like, I just feel like a tradie. Like, <laughs> I'm loving this. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I was doing with that. But yeah, anyway, so we're going to uh, Milan. We'll spend a few um, days around Italy, which will be lovely. And then south of France, there's apparently like riots in France or something. Have you seen that? Oh, mate, they have riots like every two riots. weeks. They're protesting over something small. I don't know what they're small. protesting over. Like, it's just know. the national pastime over there. <laughs> they love it, eh? They just froth it. So uh, I won't be uh, participating in any protests, I don't think. But uh, yeah, we'll be going over there for a little bit. And then we've got a week in Ibiza. Oh, that, that sounds like a long time. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, we got. Yeah, I think we got six nights. I haven't actually booked the accommodation yet. I've only just booked the flight. I booked the flights like two days ago. I'm so like unorganized with this stuff i don't know people say unorganized i just this is just when i book things Mate, like, i'm, I'm gonna like, say some people just like to have everything absolutely lined up we'll line it up like six months prior i'm like nah bro like i'm doing it like day of pretty it's much like I just, it out. i'll have my flight sent back but i'm just winging it once I'm i'll there, just like. figure it out like i'll figure it out I'll, oh, i don't know i think that uh fisher and david getter are already like sold out like the ticket you need to get like tickets to go to these festivals and stuff i haven't bought any tickets so i'll just jump the fence or something i don't yeah. know <laughs> bad ankle see how i go but um i'm meeting up with friends over there which will be good there'll be like 10 of us so uh that'll be elite um i've unfortunately my girlfriend's not coming with me yeah so she'll be uh she'll be at home she's very she's been very sad the last couple of days because i'm going to <laughs> overseas by myself and she's she's unhappy oh man that's gonna be the worst thing for her she's at home here in the miserable cold it's like every morning now you wake up go on instagram just like story like Greece, Greece. Croatia. Like I'm, I'm so jealous, you. man. So jealous of everyone at the moment. They are absolutely living life, and I feel like we are just not living life. It's here. like, is anyone actually in Melbourne at the no, moment? Everyone's like, gone. I reckon, like, 50, at least fifty percent. I put up a story the other day. I said, "Who's going to Europe this like this winter or this summer, um, and who's like not going?" 
And I had like 47% of people say, yes, I'm going to Europe. I was like, that's like a 50, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's incredible. So anyway, we'll, we'll be over there, which will be lovely. Um, I was only booked to go for two weeks, but I'm going to, yeah, spend four or five over there now and hopefully come back uh, nice and brown. (laughs) (laughs) We we touched on it before, the one we didn't record, but the fact that you guys have got a double buy on your football and the, the VAFA as well. Um, have a double buy around this time of year because you know ten years ago, right? Every man his dog gone overseas. Was overseas, and like they weren't able, like these are you know semi-professional amateur teams, <laughs> and they couldn't field any teams. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I I don't know. Footy is. I talk about it with my with my great mate um, Lou, who had on the podcast a few weeks ago, and uh, and we were just chatting. Like footy is amazing. Like footy is great. Like whatever, but. Um, you get to an age or a stage in your life where you're like, you want to go and do your own thing kind of thing. Like yeah. you want to go out and, and enjoy life as well. And like footy and sport in general can be so consuming because you've got all these people um, at the club that are like, no, you have to stay here. You know, footy's everything, footy's that. And it's like, bro, like at the end of the day, like I'm 23, almost 24. And like I, I've, I've done a lot of stuff with footy and, and I've committed myself to a lot of different teams. And it's like, Nothing really changes that much. Well, it's like if yeah. you go and you come back, like nothing's really changed. Like you, you've only got your twenties once, right? It's pretty tough to expect guys to, right, you know, not go overseas yeah. at all in your in your prime. The and then <laughs> I, I just I don't know. I don't really see the point of me um, staying for like. What's the point of me being here, like supporting if I'm injured? Kind of. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. The, Wangrad is also like four hours away, so it's yeah. difficult. Like I have to drive there and then drive back. It's just like takes up my whole weekend, and it's like I love Wangrad. I absolutely love the club. I love everyone involved. Like I've made some of the best mates involved yeah. with the club. Um, but uh, yeah, sometimes you just need a break. And like I said before, like I, I've honestly played footy nonstop for my whole life, and then genuinely nonstop for like the last kind of. Four years. Sure, that's taxing on your body. Like, yeah. I didn't play for three years and came back, and I was just playing twos games, and, like, felt like I'd been hit by a freight train <sighs> after one game. It's actually okay once you start to do it over and over again, you start to figure out, like, this is what I need to do. Yeah. Like, um, I know now, um, you know, if I get, like, a really bad kind of, like, corky or something, I actually, like, I can only have, like, one one or two beers. Like, if I have a lot, then I can't walk for, like, yeah. the next uh, – I, I missed one other game, and it was from a corky. Got a really bad corky, and then I think I had like twenty beers that night. Yep, legend, cool. Um, and then I, <laughs> you just feel, you're feeling like, oh, I no, don't feel that corky no, anymore. You just wake up it. and you can't move. Didn't feel it, and then I couldn't walk the next day, and it's because I like calcified in my in my quad. I remember missed like three. I missed three weeks, but I only missed one game, and it was like one of the worst injuries I've ever had. Um, because it was like I could have easily missed this if I if I yeah. just didn't have like. Um, a lot of drinks that night so you learn as you go through kind of how it all works but um, yeah I think that definitely not only my body is ready for a refresh but definitely the mind as well like I'm just so drained from from playing footy all the time and um, yeah honestly like I'm I'm so keen to just uh, to just relax and go overseas. <laughs> Have about 30 million beers Mate, in a year. Oh, oh that keen I don't even I'm not even that interested in drinking a million beers in the first like in the first two weeks I reckon I'll save them for Ibiza. Yeah. <laughs> and then it will be 30 million. It's just, di- it's just different as well, though. You go over there, you've got nothing on you. Like, yeah, I'll have a glass of wine at 10 a.m. in the morning. That's you're not necessarily oh. getting drunk. But have like, you been much? Yeah, I went maybe, I reckon 2018. I was there for three months and then I was- Three months? Where I, was your favourite spot to go? 
I did. I'd been hot off. I did three months in the US before that. Oh, full on. And then did three. How'd you afford that? I couldn't afford that. Gee whiz. So I like finished uni and then like went back home to mum dad was paying rent. Like worked on a farm for six months Ooh. and then yeah, good went farm over. Pay. Yeah. yeah, and I wasn't spending anything as well. Mm. But then obviously to the US and like I was so poor when I went to Europe. So I was doing. I did like Spain and Portugal and then I was like in the Balkans, man. I was like fucking. <laughs> I was hitchhiking. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing left. <laughs> oh, that's elite. No, I think that, um, yeah, there's so many beautiful places to go to Europe in Europe. And, like, if you're worried about, like, footy's not going to let me, oh, you know, I've got footy on, you know, I can't go. Like, you can go. You can like, do whatever you want. No man. one's stopping you. Like, it's your life. You can go and do whatever the fuck you want. Like, don't, like, stress too much about that. Like, yeah, I always hear people like, oh, you know, I've got footy or I've got work. It's like, you can take work off. You can take footy off. Yeah. Like, it's okay. You're allowed to do that. You Don't be a bloody, like, robot for the rest of your life, always listening to whatever, you know. There's a hierarchy, you think, and people are telling you, you know, you can't go, you can't leave, you can't do this. It's like, if you want to go, just bloody go. It is funny, though, like, you look at how times have changed. Like, in the 80s, right, you probably get scolded if you missed, like, training on a Thursday. Literally. It's like, <laughs> but I don't know. I think, I think that more and more people um, are – kind of figuring out that it's your life. You can actually just do whatever you want with it. Like, yeah. And I think that's, some, that's something that like the quicker, the earlier that I figured that out, the happier and better my life has been. The, the quicker that I figured out that, um, you know, I can do what I want. I can post on social media what I want, no matter what people say yeah. um, about me, like uh, hold your integrity and hold your decorum. But uh, at the end of the day, you can, you can post whatever you want. And I get a lot of people like, oh, this is cringe or hard watch, whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't care, dude. Like, whatever. It's like, why are you watching it then? Yeah, like, well, and then I go onto their thing. It's like, follow back. Like, they're already following me. I'm like, well, unfollow me then. <laughs> you yeah. don't like the content. Like, I don't really mind. But um, yeah, that's, uh, I, I don't know. Like, the quicker that you can figure out you can do whatever the hell you want in your life, you're, uh, you're going to be much happier. We talk about standard of, you know, just life in general and playing football. Are you finding you actually enjoying playing country football? Because again, I know you played VFL, but from what I see, like, Obviously, super good if you're trying to, you know, make it to the AFL and work the way up. But it can be quite an intense training regime. And then you don't necessarily have, like, the support and community around VFL clubs that you do country towns or suburban areas. I think that something specific that I really enjoy about country football is the homeliness, the family feeling, the community feeling that you get inside the club. Like, it's amazing how you get, um, you know granddads dads and then yeah. their sons kind of playing for the same team they've always lived in Wangaratta. it's like this really amazing um just warm feeling when you go to the club but unfortunately living in melbourne i only get 50 percent of that because i don't go to the tuesday thursday training obviously train here yeah in melbourne. yeah uh, i only go on the weekend and it's kind of you're kind of like a fly in fly out player and i already do that in darwin so it's like i'm always flying in flying out of whatever club yeah. i play for i never really get to have that full feeling. And that's something I really enjoyed about having with Noosa the previous year or last year when I got to, you know, just have that feeling of being around the club. I get to go to training Tuesday, Thursday, and then yeah. play on a Saturday. You know everyone's names. You know every single person because you see them three or four times a week. It's like that real community club feeling. And that's something that Wangaratta has. It's amazing. But unfortunately, I don't get 100% of it because I don't go to trainings with yeah. them. I, and even teammates, like, you feel like you don't even, like, have the best relationship with all of them because you don't know them that well. Yeah. Like you don't get to spend that amount of time with them. So that's something that's definitely difficult with, with playing country football and, and traveling to play. Um, but it's definitely something that, that I'm trying to get used to um, as I go. I, if I'm 
I like, am I enjoying it? hundred percent. I love it. Like it's, it's great. Um, and I don't know, it's, uh, it's all a, yeah, I'm, I'm figuring out where I'm going to, um, be, you know, next year. I might not even bloody play footy. <laughs> I might just like have a year off. I don't know. Nah, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I'll still play footy, but I, I've always wanted to do a game in each, uh, like in different leagues at different yeah. clubs and try and do like 10, 10 games, 10 leagues, 10 clubs. Well, what's the, you can get like eight permits, can't you? Or Can you? I don't know. I've I never, think there is, but it's probably a bit difficult to get them. Because you'd like need a home club. So my home club would probably be like the Wangrad Rovers. Because I'm pretty sure Fev did that, talking of like, you know, mm. mercenary in the um, ovens and Murray. That's but what, like yeah. he would, I think what the final clearance date is just before July. June. Yeah, 30 June, 30 July. So yeah, like when he was at the Yarrawonga Pigeons, he'd have them nominated his club and then would play in and you get a like permit for every different for, yeah. for just other legs because they just pay like five grand for like yeah. a marquee game and it's not for the money for me at all it'd be more to like get around to different clubs and um yeah. and like just going up to a tuka um the other day i just went to a tr- footy training on like a thursday just to like um see some of the the boys that were there and it was crazy the response that you get and like i would love to do that for um you know and 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 meet as many people as possible and get out to as many clubs as possible and as many locations as possible because I have a really strong reach and I think that it's important to consolidate that and go out to these places and, and really, um, I don't know, like shake some hands, say hello, give some advice, get take some, a flick, you yeah. know, have a beer, whatever. Kind of like, did you see, was it um, Bernie Vince who was playing football mm. for like yeah. a real town? Mate, those... 38 and 4 or something. Those cunt... Those, um... Country... <laughs> <laughs> those country... <laughs> what I was going to say, sorry. Those country leagues that the Carlton draft, um, like, they play in, they are literally, like, the worst league of football I've ever seen. I yeah. don't know if you've seen any of the highlights of it. It's like, they genuinely, like, wheelchairs, pretty much. <laughs> they are not <laughs> Witches' hats. Uh, they're witches' hats. I remember watching, like, some of the Carlton draft footage, and I was like... What league is this, bro? Like, I want to play in this league. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, but like, it'd be cool to just like go around to those leagues, like, because there's juniors at that league. And like, like I mentioned on before and touched on before, it's the most important thing is, is, um, grassroots football. And that's like, without grassroots, Australian football at the AFL, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, all of those players are from grassroots football. So it's important that you put your time and your money and your effort into those kind of, uh, leagues and those people. And that's why next year, I'm, yeah, I'm most excited to kind of do, 10, 10 leagues or, or eight, I don't know, maybe yeah. five. Maybe I'll do five. I, I don't know how many permits you can get or anything, but um, it'd be cool to do, let's just put a number on, let's say five leagues, five clubs, five teams and do that. Yeah. And it'd be quite hard though. You're like You talk about not knowing all the blokes, just fitting into a team, just mm. for like one. Like it Again, it'd be, be interesting like, to be challenging. But yeah, it wouldn't even be about like playing, you know, like, well, it'd be, it's it'd be more support about, and well, like, it's more about the media side because I'll do the game day vlog and stuff yeah. and it will get however many views and then you do some TikToks and reels on it. It's like, it's like the reach of the club. Like yeah. people get to know this club and it's the same with what the Carlton draft kind of do with the, um, their, their kind of hopefully inspire thing. more people who might just be sitting on the fence and doing nothing to actually get out, commit to, you know, your, your team, your local exactly, community. Exactly right. And that's the thing. It's like, well, they see, oh, this is actually a really good club. Um, these people are amazing. You know, you go around, you do the vlog, you, you meet a few different people that are involved with the club. You meet the canteen ladies, you meet the presidents, you meet the people that are behind the bar, you meet everyone, that the water runners, the runner, everyone yeah. that's involved in the club, the trainers. Um, and, and you really get to kind of see 
I guess, the inside scope of, of what it's actually like to play country football at these clubs. Yeah, and they need to be supported. Again, like you look at the town we spoke about, Corowa, right? You know, destroys a community not it's having a football club there. That's, mm. you know, what you do on a Saturday. Destroys the community, destroys the um, economic as well, like economic value of, of, of the town because there's people coming into the town to watch football. They 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 go to the football and it, it helps the economy of the town when they go in, they buy beers, they, they do yeah. whatever they do. Um, so I think that's a really, yeah, it's a really important part of, of Australian football and I feel like it's it's kind of lost its, its value or... Um, yeah, lost some of its shine a little bit because we just don't really see that much about it. And like moving down to Melbourne, I had no idea about any of the leagues here. Yeah. Like no clue. And like, I love football and I've been involved in football for my whole life and I don't know any of the leagues down here. And is that, is that a bad thing? Is that kind of, is that my fault or is that the fault of kind of like the media? There's no kind of, there's no, there's, there's no media on it. There's, we don't see it. Exactly. Like, you know, it's all, AFL, there might be a little bit of VFL, but you know, media's never put any time and effort really into reporting on you know what's going around. Mm. And that's what baseline level. football do so well. Like yeah. they're great at that. They're really, really good. But at it's it. shown like there's the demand is the demand's there. There, hundred percent, hundred percent, it's there. So yeah, it's 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 a direction that I hope that we um we eventually start to take. Yeah, because like they have absolutely popped off like and that's they're predominantly what APS school football as well yeah literally the, I love the APS school footy it's it's an elite uh, I guess league and the yeah. players there are really really good as well and um, that's great to see but um, yeah that, we love seeing under 18s of, of well, any league they've been filming other leagues as well haven't mm-hmm. they just you know going random. to random clubs and like cool that? it's good like so interesting cool. and so it's cool. so good for the game yeah I love that and that's um that's something that I want to do next year because it, it's actually like people really interested in it. They love that sort of stuff. So just being starved of it really. Though. Yeah. That's the thing. And like, there's, there's definitely a, a direction for that content. And um, like you said, like almost like a hunger for it because it's different to yeah. what you're used to seeing. Like everyone sees the AFL, the VFL and whatever else they see, but they don't really see that kind of country um, just, just random kind of footy stuff here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we've got. For this wrap. podcast. It's a wrap. But um, if you're out there and you're sitting on the fence, go down to your local community, whether that be suburban, rural Victoria, go to the footy, buy a pie, a can of Coke or a VB. Do a pie <laughs> for me. I'd love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> and contribute to your local community. Mm. Uh, thanks for having you. Train, it's Mate. been an absolute pleasure. No, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a great potty. And um, yeah, I uh, can't wait to listen to it. Fantastic. Thank you. Bye. Cheers.